Um, well, I think that's all I wanted to say about Express Yourself. Did you have any like closing thoughts on that one? No, no, I'm good with Express Yourself, yeah. Well, then we get into Love Song, her collaboration with Prince. Um, and from what I remember when I started joining like the fan message boards and, and things like that is like a lot of people were not fans of this. I think when this song came out or when it was released on the album, a lot of people were expecting something really um, more energetic, probably. And probably uh, more traditional as well. I right. Guess. And this one is kind of like this low key, weird, um, very experimental type song. Um, and I think that the way they recorded it is they just kept sending the tape back and forth to each other and just kept adding things onto it. Um, I actually love the song because I love the vocal arrangements and um, there's ways that you can pull Prince's back vocals that are kind of more hidden in the back. Um, and he has like these incredible harmonies that are happening in the background that, that are not in the forefront. Um, and then of course, Madonna and her like raspy voice at the end. I just, oh, I love, I love raspy Madonna. Yeah, and it's got such a humour to the song as well, and they're clearly just having fun. Like it is, it just feels like two friends having fun, putting whatever they want on on this on this record. And I wasn't a big Prince fan at the time; I became a big Prince fan afterwards. Um, so for me, it was something new, and I I really adored it because it went from the the great polish of "Like a Prayer" and "Express Yourself" to something that was quite raw. Yeah, and I think it was a great. I think I thought it was a great third track. Um, yeah, and it was never meant to be a single. Right. Although in my head, because I, I was just starting to get into music and because Like a Prayer was the first track, was released as the first single, and then Express Yourself, the second track, was released as the second single, I always expected Love Song to be the third single. So imagine my shock and surprise when Cherish was the third single, and I was like, wait, why wasn't Love Song released? <laughs> I always I always wondered, like, why why wasn't that i thought i thought you just released tracks one by one as as they are on the record but um can you imagine that film clip though oh i mean it it would have been great mainly because like this is madonna and prince were at their their height at this time prince had um the batman soundtrack which he basically created all these songs out of nowhere for this movie and um you know, and Madonna had like a prayer, like they were both at such a high level in their careers that this, that single would have been, I believe that single would have, would have been number one. And stylistically, the video just would have been, you know, simply the oh, yeah. video ever made. Yeah. And they probably would have used Jean-Baptiste Mondino because Prince used him um, and Madonna used him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm making things up. <laughs> I'm recreating history <laughs> as we speak. Um, but I do want to say uh, I don't have like too much else to say about the song. Like it's a great song, but there's another podcast called All I Want to Do Is Talk About Madonna. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but they just finished going through like a prayer. They their episodes they do they do a track per episode, um, but their love song episode is actually a really good one. I. I Maybe it's because I just love the song and I love Prince and I love Madonna. Like, but 
I would say I would encourage any, everyone to go out and listen to that because they do a really good job of kind of explaining the track. Yeah. Uh, the next song is Till Death Do Us Part. Uh, I originally was not a fan of the song just because I don't like the like that's it just seemed um, I'm not sure. This, this is probably my least favorite track on the album, but I do love the ending when she's doing the like, the spoken word and the shattered glass she's, and everything. She's like, had enough. She says the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Till death do us part. <laughs> Yeah, great. Dun, 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 dun. I uh, love if we start part. singing, we won't finish. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've always been a lyrical person. I think, I think because I'm a, I'm a writer as well. I'm a writer of spoken words. Yes. So I love, I love words. So for me, I love this song because of just you know the poetry of it, and you know this, this insight into you know the marriage and and all of that stuff. So for me, it, it's always been one of my favorites. And so for me, I was kind of disappointed. This was never a single. Uh, because I, I just loved it so very much. I just thought it was a clever wordplay. Yeah, and it probably would have done well just for the mere fact that, you know, it's taught, it, I mean, if people listen to it and they know what has been going on in her personal life, like, they eat it up because it would be like gossip to them, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, def- definitely, you know, and I guess that's, you know, gossip on a record before a lot of that gossip stuff really happened and, you know, before the internet and Twitter and all of that stuff. right. So then we come to the the end of the first half of the album with Promise to Try. Um, I'm going to let you give your initial thoughts on this one before I give mine. Oh, it is such a strikingly uh, just this ode to her mother. It's it's raw and, you know, still having these emotions all these years after losing her mother. It just shows the great love that she had for her. And for me now, my memories of it are, are, are mixed up with Bed with Madonna or Truth or Dare, as it's called in the States. Right. Uh, and the scene where she visits the graveyard. Um, you know, it's such a tragic part of her life. And I think it formed so much of who she became, the death of her mother. And I think that this song is the, the one that really just lets us into feeling her pain and her yearning and her love for her mother. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's such a an important moment in in truth or, well i said i'll say truth or dare here yeah. um i always sorry i'm going to go off on a uh off track for a little bit but is it do you guys not know what truth or dare is oh it's it's the game because the game's in the in the film right but, um, but do you did you was there not like a knowledge of that game beforehand or do you guys call it something else no, no, we have. Yeah, no, we've got truth or dare. Okay. See, I think "In Bed with Madonna" is a much better title. See, I okay. always thought that it was only called "Truth or Dare" in America because uh, Americans are a bit more conservative and wouldn't like the title "In Madonna." Hmm. Uh, that's actually a great point. Being like a thirteen-year-old kid, I was. I guess I didn't ever paid attention or gave it that much thought, but. Um, I always thought it was that it was changed in other markets because. I guess that country doesn't know what truth or dare is. Yeah, no, well, that was my we'll assumption, but here. I'm, yeah. thank you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> I'm gonna I get to America. go to sleep with yeah. one less thought that's been circling in my brain for like 30 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a very important part in the movie. And, you know, I, I know her brother had some reservations about wanting to be on film um, and 
felt like Madonna was being very disrespectful to her mother. But I think also Madonna wants people to understand why she is the way she is or, or, you know, showing people that, you know, I, I do have a heart and this, this is something that's important to me. And I love, it's, it's just like the perfect, the song is a perfect backdrop to that scene too. Yeah. And I, I just think that grief is your own and you're allowed to have grief in whatever way right. you want. To. And the fact that Christopher and her have different ways of expressing their grief is, is just an, a natural part of life. And, you know, it's what causes so many families to, to break up after, you know, a, a family member dies because yeah. yeah, everyone handles that grief different. That That's her way. And she's always been a, a public person and she's always been, a, I'm going to talk about my emotions in public kind of person, you know, which is what so many of us love about her. Right. Um, I remember in high school, I, I used this, so we had to give like a presentation. We did a group project thing where we had to like read out a poem and the teacher's like, do something creative with it. Do, do something else. Do my eyebrows. No, but she, she, she just said, you know, find some sort of creative way if you want to bring in music or something like that. And the poem was about, um, this woman losing her daughter, uh, so I remember thinking like, oh, well, you know, like this is kind of a really good song because it could be from the interpretation of the mother talking to the little girl a, a little bit more literal than than what I perceive Madonna is her talking to herself as a little girl yeah. um, about losing her mother. But uh, I remember getting the Snickers from people in the class because I had a Madonna cassette with me. and. I was not a I was not popular as it was, but I was not liking Madonna was not a popular choice when I was growing up. <laughs> it was something to be made fun of if you liked Madonna. Um, at least where I'm from. Oh, I think from you know, yeah, anywhere, you know, yeah. I, you know, I was the obvious gay kid. So at my it's like I'm and, like so, yeah. I'm like scared and shaking to play this song because I'm afraid of being made fun of. Um but I it went over really well and some people even mentioned like, Oh wow, that was a great, that was great to play that song. Like why? And you know, you had to explain why you chose that song. And, you know, I read some of the lyrics and um, showed how there was parallels with the poem that we were reading. It was, I don't know. It went over well. And that's, (laughs) that's my only story about promise to try. Yeah, and I just I love it. I just you know it's it's I I was listening to it the other day and and sort of singing along and it, it you know it still puts me in in kind of a sad mood just 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 listening to it. And I guess for me, you know, my mother is is getting a lot older and is quite ill at the moment. Yeah. And so for for me, I, you know, you still find a way of putting yourself into songs. Right. Uh, and they always say that when somebody writes something very personal, no matter what the lyrics, people can put themselves into them. Right. Uh, and I guess yeah. that's, you know, that's now for me as an adult, how I feel about that. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, looking back on it now, I, I don't think I realized it as a, you know, 10 or 11 year old child, really understanding the pain. And I wasn't until Truth or Dare that I, I, rec- I was able to kind of recognize and, and put those things together and, and be like, oh, okay, it's, it's really, it's really more heartfelt than I really realized. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's get into the second half of the album, and that starts with "Cherish," which was the third single. Um, I know that that when she was writing this, there there was, you know, there was an interview with Pat Leonard um, 
probably within, uh, I don't know, last five years or so, um, where I believe he said that she was feeling like a moment of happiness at this time. And she said, I, I, I gotta write the song or I'm going to lose it and we're not going to have it. Um, and I believe that's how the, the song came about. She was just feeling really happy that day. And you know, it's a lovely song. It's not one, it's actually one of my least favorites on the album. I've got to be honest. Um, but you know, still a, a beautiful song, and you know, lyrically again, it, it's great. She has such a way with melody, um, and you know, that's a, a fantastic thing about this song. I, I guess for me, it's just too happy. <laughs> <laughs> and when I listen to the song, I like to listen to the seven-inch version, um, and the only difference is it's it's a little bit shorter. But towards the end, they don't have the kind of acapella part of um, the background singers. It it has like Madonna saying cherished and then it kind of like echoes and repeats and then he, you hear the background say like it's just a weird way because it's it's more of like a shortened version of the extended one. Yeah. I'm not sure if you have that one, but um, I don't I just like the seven inch version better and I don't know why, but I like I like the original version. But whenever it comes on like an immaculate collection um, or the album, sometimes I do skip it and it's not because I don't necessarily like the song it's just that i've heard it so much and it's just so happy (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree and i think you know it's a great moment in time i think it's an iconic film clip um you know it's a good single but you know when you put it next to like a prayer and express yourself uh there's a reason why it was the third single yeah and well let's talk about the video because it's herbert's first music video um and Madonna insisted that he's the one to direct it. And he's like, well, I've never directed a video. I don't, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, whatever, you'll be fine. You're going to be perfect at it. And he was, he, he created, I, I remember watching the video and just being so enthralled with her. And of course, anytime I went to the beach, I was Madonna frolicking with seaweed and um, my imaginary merman behind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your own Tony Ward. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the video? Do you love the video? Oh, I, I love it, and and it's beautiful. It is is a very stylistic clip, and and I love that Madonna's having a good time. You can tell that she is having fun, and yeah. you know, and I think when she works with people that she really respects and loves, you you really see that in her work. And clearly, she was loving working with her. It's it's a more relaxed Madonna. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's having fun with a little kid as well. And, and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, because I, I imagine it would have been a very uncomfortable music video to shoot. Well, it was because it was it was it was freezing from what yeah. I from what I read, like the water was cold. Um, she didn't she started to get to the point where she was complaining about it, but she didn't want to stop. Um and but. sand is horrible. Wet sand is horrible. <laughs> and I know I'm Australian and I live in Sydney when we have the best beaches in the world. I'm going to say uh-huh. that. Um, I just don't like beaches. I, just, <laughs> I would have hated to be out there. <laughs> I just, uh, I couldn't imagine what it was like filming in cold water. And there's actually a scene where, who, whose lip is, uh, the little boy's lip is, is like quivering because of, it's so cold. Yeah. And like, poor thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It must have been terrible. But yeah, but you can't tell. Like, And, and she gives away nothing in that. And just, yeah. you know, for all those people who don't think she's a good actress, hello, she did that. Yeah, Right. Like when I watched the video, because the video came out um, in the summer, I believe, or, or maybe it was like September, but it was still warm out here. So it's like, it just looks like she 
she was filming during the summertime. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, and you know, and I've directed some music videos, and I can tell you, you know, it is that that thing of that everyone else behind the camera is is rugged up, and there's the yeah. the star, you know, with not much on at all, having to do whatever. I, whatever happened to that little boy? Do we know his I don't name? Know, actually, do you know what I he's doing know. now? That's a good question. Whether he, you know, uses that as a badge of honor, or he doesn't want to talk about his his former career at all. I'm going to start investigating that. That we're going like to find out who idea. he is. Yeah, I don't even go. know we're his gonna, name. <laughs> we're going to track him down. Yeah. Um, so there was a track on the single for Cherish. It was a B-side for Supernatural. And I don't know how other people feel about it, but it's probably my favorite Madonna B-side like ever. I I love it, but I know it. The remix best from Red Hot and Dance because that right. was the first time I heard it. I didn't have the Cherish single until oh. later. I bought the 12 inch later uh, and heard that original mix, but I, I bought the Red Hot and Dance CD. Such a good CD. George yeah. Michael stuff is great. Um, but yeah, and, and heard it on that. And it's just, it's, it's the right level of Madonna crazy. I love when she just lets down sanity for a while. Uh, and goes a bit loopy and that's you know that's what yeah. that song is it's just well, it's, the lyrics are insane yeah because i remember having to ask my mom i'm like what does in the family way mean <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'm 11 years old and i'm listening to madonna yeah, yeah, yeah. say in the uh, wake up in the family way i was like what does that mean and i'm so much i'm always trying to put two and two together i'm like oh she's i just assume she's having sex with a ghost that's that's how i take it um but I just love it. And I do love the remix too, which didn't come out till like two years later um, yeah. after the single. Uh, but I have, I always make, or I have a Halloween mix that I have made. And so I play it every year. And of course, Supernatural is on there. I'm not going to not put it on there. Um, Cause I consider it, it, it's got a very haunting sound to it. And I just love it. Yeah. Uh, songs about people getting on with ghosts, you know, good stuff. There's that one. And, and there's also a, uh... Concrete Blonde's Ghost of a Texas Ladies Man. Good song. Oh, my gosh. I need to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a hit in Australia. I don't think it was a hit in America. Also, uh, she did the VMAs around this time. And speaking of George Michael, um, she gave this incredible induction speech, um, which was a moment all in itself uh, where he's getting the Video Vanguard Award. And of course, she's making it about herself because she she's saying like, for someone that makes such gorgeous videos like me, um, and she just keeps repeating that. And I don't know. I just this was the first time I saw Madonna talk because um, you know I was still a new fan. So this was um, I always thought thought that like this was this is the diva. This is Madonna. This is who I love, and this is who I'm going to stick with for the rest of her career. Yeah, and I, I love that attitude, and and it's such uh, it's such an American thing, you know. In Australia, we're self deprecating. Yeah, um, and so you know, for me to see that, you know, it's it's great, and it's not something that a woman is supposed to do. You know, like Kanye West, you know, was able to get away with things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but Madonna gets criticised for being this person that men are all the time, and that's that's her thing. That's her thing. Saying if men can do this, why can't I do it? Why can't I stand up and say I'm the best stuff? Exactly. Here? Uh, and it was perfect. And that's also the year where she won the Pepsi's viewer choice award for like a prayer. So, you know, with, with the whole <laughs> issue that she had with, with like a prayer and Pepsi, it's very fitting 
that she won the Viewer's Choice Award, the Pepsi Viewer's Choice Award. I was going to mention it earlier, but have you seen recently, people have been talking about the Pepsi uh, campaign on, online and Pepsi commented legendary on it. I have not seen that. Yeah, so Pepsi are now, I guess, kind of owning it. You know, they paid so much money for her, so why why not own it? Well, yeah, um, and she got to yeah. keep it too. Yes, exactly. You know, and that was cancel culture back in the day before, you know, <laughs> right. before we see it as it is. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now Pepsi's like saying, oh, legendary campaign, when when at the time they would have been cursing her name. Campaign? They they pulled the video, they pulled the commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, campaign? Yes, exactly. Um, We're gonna but I, to there, there were a couple of cans of Pepsi that circulated with her her image on it, like um, for the like a prayer, like it promoted the like a prayer tour that was coming that summer. Um, that oh, would have been so I, weird. I would have, I would have loved to have gotten one of those cans. Yeah. yeah, they're they're out there. They go for a large amount of money if you can ever find one. Yeah, yeah, I don't earn that much. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the next song on the album is Dear Jesse, and it was only a single in the European markets. Um, and here in Australia. Oh, was it? In Australia yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. we got it here as well. It actually did better in the charts uh, than I Father. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's so weird because this, this to me is the song, if anything, doesn't fit on the album. But it's perfectly placed on the album, I would say. Like, right oh, and the lead, the lead in that they do to yes, between you know, it's, it, it, it does sit perfectly between Cherish and Oh Father. Like yes. musically, it works very well. Yes. But I agree, it, it's a, it's a it's a different thing. But I guess you know, it's it's a different side of Madonna, and I guess it's it's still doing that whole uh, relationship side that she was looking at. You know, she had right. the, the mother and mother and daughter, and this is a you know. I guess looking down before she became a yep. mother and wrote songs about her own children. You know, she was writing about a child that she loved as well, you know, being Pat Leonard's daughter. Yep. Um, and this is the only single cover where she has blonde hair of of the whole like prayer era, even though she only had dark hair well, kind of twice, because I'll I'll talk about when she changes her hair again. But um but this picture was also from like 1987, wasn't it? This was a Herbert's picture. Um, yeah, I, but I love like it. A magazine. It's, one of, it's perfect it's one for my, it. It's one of my favorite. I used to have it as a, as a mouse pad. I love it. I love it too. Um, and then there's also a video for this. Did they play the video in Australia? Yes. Yes. And it's a very literal video. Like it's pink elephants yeah, and lemonade. Yeah, a fairy. Yeah pink elephants and lemonade <laughs> dancing in the video. Yes, Madonna is a fairy. She's she lives out her Tinkerbell dreams. There was a limited edition picture disc, I believe for this single. I have it. Do you? Uh, I on do. on vinyl or on yes, CD? On vinyl. Because there's a CD version too, right? I, I haven't got the CD version, but I do have a vinyl. I it was around the point where I was getting a lot of a, a, a lot of stuff and paid Pretty much all of my wages were going to Madonna. Nice. And th- this is the one with her. It's a picture from the Cherished video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. I'm jealous. I need to build my vinyl collection because, you know, as a child, I I, I didn't realize was, vinyl was out, right? Like vinyl was on its way out. It was cassettes and CDs. So I focused on building my collection from there. And then, of course, now that I'm an adult and there's been a vinyl resurgence, I'm like, 
well, now I need to go back and get all the vinyls. And so now I want, I want all the 12 inches. I want the picture disc. I like, I want it all. And yeah, I, um, I'm really lucky. I've got so many of them from back then. And, and then I, I try and, you know, whenever going to America, there's some really great record stores. And so sort of last time I was there, when I was there for, for Madame X, um, I sort of crawled through record stores and, and found a whole, I came home, I think with like 10 more vinyl while I was over there. I'm going to have to do that. The next time I go on a trip, I need to find a used record store and look for a Madonna section. Yeah, there was a great, there's a great one in, in New York that I think I bought like five or six from. Uh, DM me that, that name because the next time I, I go to New York, I'm going to it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Okay, so next track, Oh Father. And like we were talking about, it, it's got the perfect fade out from Dear Jesse. And then it comes into uh, Oh Father. Yeah, like a music box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, when the single was released, they did like a single edit where they took out that part and it just starts at the piano. So if I ever have, whenever I put like a playlist together or a mixed CD, I always use that edit version. Am I wrong for that? No, I, I think because <laughs> the, no, I think because the, uh, the album version, I think you need to listen to the, to it as a right. whole to really enjoy that. I, uh, the radio station I work for in, in Australia is an 80s radio station. So we play 80s music and um, our programmer seems to like Oh Father because <laughs> pops up all the time on the playlist which excites me no end and so i usually driving when i'm listening and i'm belting out oh father but it's uh, it's great to still hear it on radio all these years later yeah i i mean i love this song i love uh i probably love it more than i like promise to try um promise to try is more of like i had to put myself in the mood to listen to it but like oh father i could just keep listening to just the piano itself just listening to the piano and it's and then the yeah. whole like the the synthesizer and the 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 steel guitar at the end. I think this is the first time we hear Madonna use steel guitar, where it goes like at the end. I just I don't know. I love it. And the video, amazing, amazing video, iconic. I uh, for me, it's my second favorite song on the album. Um, I absolutely love it. You know, I think I was a teenager. When it came out, uh, I was—I haven't always had the easiest relationship with my father. So again, I put myself into those lyrics and and you know used to listen to the song and you know in my mind Madonna was the only person who understood what I was going through. Um, yeah. So the lyrics were just were perfect. I, I loved the film clip, um, you know, and I was upset that it wasn't a bigger hit because you know the first three songs were so massive worldwide and then. Oh, Father just didn't do as well um, in, in Australia. It only got to uh, 59, which was a huge disappointment to me because I was like, I, I remember going out to people saying, you've got to listen to this song. It's amazing. Watch this film. I would make people watch the song clip. <laughs> um, I think I still do when I talk about, you know, great Madonna clips because people don't know two of the best. They don't know Oh, Father and Bad Girl. And so I pop those yeah. on and go, you want to see why she is the best uh, video clip artist ever? This is why. And in that scene, that scene where they show um, her mother's lips sewn shut, oh. um, MTV wanted her to remove that. And she said, no. She's like, no, this is the video I've given you. You know, yeah. <laughs> this Madonna always standing her ground because, as we know, when Justify My Love came out, she refused to change anything. Um, and then she made a bunch of money off of it. So yeah. I just, but I always remember that scene and being like, 
a little um, freaked out by it because I had never seen that before. And then, yeah. you know, my mom explained it. She's like, yeah, that's, that's what they do when, you know, you, you need a viewing and, or your mouth would just pop open and yeah. just explain it to me very morbidly. And I'm like, Oh, um, but I always wonder how they did that. Like, uh, cause I, I mean, I don't think they were using a cadaver. They were using an actress, but how did they, yeah. how did they make it look so real? Like, I remember thinking that too. They surrounding herself with a good, uh, good film crew. I guess yes. maybe it was practice for uh, David Fincher making seven. You know, he was getting yeah. used to getting used to that kind Very of stuff. Very morbid um, uh, bodily positions. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. And because he was the one, he was the one that wanted her, that really pushed for that to have a right. film clip be made. Because uh, he loved the song and wanted to make that music video. Um, so, yeah, so she almost blamed him when the song flopped. Right. But I mean, I, she shouldn't like this is this is an art piece. It's very, um, I believe they were comparing it to like an Orson Welles type um, theme. Yeah, and you can really see that yeah. in there as well. It just it's With so, the shadows and everything. Yes, so stylistically and so beautifully done. And you know, you can really see you know Fincher's career there. You know, like going from Express Yourself to Oh Father and then Vogue. Um, three very different music videos, but each done so brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, the two of them work so well together, and, and clearly she trusts him um, because, yeah, he, he took such a big part of her life and, and made this amazing clip. They need to work together again. Very much they, so. I think they could make something very dramatic, even if it's like a movie with her in it or something. I don't, I don't know, but I'd settle for a video. Like, I yeah. think it, it would be incredible. Um. I love her hair in the video too. Like I love this hairstyle. I love that it's, that's kind of like ombre with darker roots, a little bit uh, blonder on top. Um, Her walking in the snow, that, that nice long coat that she's wearing, like everything about this video to me is like perfect. The, the, the screen, the way the light comes in on the screen on her face during the bridge of the song. Yeah. Um, Perfect. And the, the little girl was great as well. Uh, she she was a really good little actress, the one who played the mini Madonna. Yeah, and I think this is the first music video, at least of Madonna's, where they use um, some computer graphics. So like when the, the pearls are falling onto the ground uh, or off the girl's like neck, I believe they're using computer-generated effects there. Ah. And I think that's the first time they use that. So if you go back and watch that scene you'll see that like the girl is like frozen still. And then um, you'll see the pearls kind of like fall. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go back and watch it now. <laughs> the cassette cover. So one of the reasons why I love this, this treatment and, and Jerry Hyden and the single, the single cover is like perfect for me. If you've ever seen the cassette single. So it's like um, a sepia toned and Madonna is, the color on her has been changed to like orange. Um, and it's got the font for her name isn't purple. Um, she just looks very bohemian and it's, it's like, I always love that cover. And I was always upset that there wasn't a CD single. Um, and that the seven inch that you would find in other countries uses the, what I call the keep it together cover. Um, but the only existence of this image is on the cassette and on a rare piece of sheet music from the United States. Yep. 
Um, yeah, because I, I I'm looking it up right right now, and I'm looking at it, and I like I, I go, oh, when I see it, I go, I have seen that before, but I haven't seen it in like in real life. I would love to see that in real life, even yeah. more own it in real life. Um, so uh, there's this guy in Brazil that I I sometimes will buy CDs from. So he just makes them, and he made a CD version of this. So I of course bought it because even though there's nothing on that CD that I don't have. I just yeah. love this image and I love that it's that it's in this format that I can just yeah. kind of like look at and get get all warm and fuzzy looking at it. <laughs> I bought that CD that came out a few years after like a, a maxi single for O Father came out um, sort of gray and it had a, a image from the film clip on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was when they re-released it in 95 to promote yeah. something to remember. Yes. And I always yeah. remember why... I don't know why they did that. Like, why was Oh Father chosen? I just, to be as a collector, I just said thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good enough. Excuse. I guess when they were saying best of the ballads, and you know, and, and yeah. it is right up there as, as as best of her ballads. Yeah. That's a good enough answer for me. I'll yeah, take. That. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So actually, I believe this was one of the first songs that was recorded for the album, um, in New York where they uh, had an orchestra and it was just like in this small studio in some, in, in the basement of New York. I'm, I'm taking this from a Pat Leonard interview that I read when the, I think the, the 25th anniversary um, came out. Um, but he spoke about the song and they, I believe they recorded it in one take. Um, they may have tried to record it two or three other times, but the first take is the one that they used. Yeah. Beautiful. And, you know, because, yeah, because it's, it's such an emotional song and you need, I guess, you know, lots of rehearsals and whatever isn't going to work of the pure emotion of just letting right. it out. The last interesting fact I will say about this is if you look it up on Wikipedia, they note the genre as Baroque pop. Ah. I, I, wow. I, I found that very interesting and, like, I've never heard that term before. What other songs are considered Baroque pop? So I, I guess I have some homework to do to figure out yeah. whether songs yeah. have that feeling. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. We're, we're coming, we're coming to the end here. Um, keep it together. So um, keep it together. A song about family. Uh, it was inspired. It, her and Stephen Bray wrote it. It was inspired by Sly and the Family Stone. Um and which is more prominent when you see it performed live on Blonde Ambition um, because she mixes in Family Affair with that song. Um, there was no video for it, which was sort of disappointing. Um, at, I know, at the, It and Rescue Me. It, it, it just, oh, gosh. Oh, makes me Don't so get me upset. started on Rescue Me. <laughs> Especially the Madame X version of Rescue Me. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, like... Uh, it was released as a single. It probably has the most extensive amount of remixes from this era. And this was the first one that was released on CD. Um, well, here in Australia, it wasn't actually released as oh, a single. Oh, really? It was a double A side with Vogue in Australia. Oh, because, oh, you know, Vogue was supposed to be the B side of Keep It Together. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, in Australia, we got the double A side of Vogue. Oh. Keep It Together. And I believe we were the only country to have that. I think so too, because I remember when Vogue came out here, 
the the B side was just a remix of Vogue. Yeah, but we still got the twelve inch. We still got the twelve inch record of Keep It Together, but we didn't actually have a a, a release. And so yes, and oh, you wouldn't hear it on the radio because Vogue was just played. Yeah. Um. Did you do you ever ha- did you get the Japanese version that has like the yes. Cherish on there and the yeah. other remixes? Yeah. What I what I like about that, and um, I have the U.S. CD single, and then I have the Japanese U.S. single, is that there are um, the bonus beats and dub are on the Japanese one, but they're not on the um, the CD single that was released in the U.S. And then there was the single remix, and if you listen to the single remix, that has more of the sound, more like Sly and the Family Stone versus the original version. Um, but there was actually an unreleased, I believe it's on a promo, and hopefully if we ever see these come to the light of the day um, on streaming, that they might release this. But there's a 7-inch version of Keep It Together that sounds more like the album version. It's just a shortened version. And oh. she and and she brings in the count instead of the guy, um, which you, you also hear on like another remix, but um, it's out there. It's out there. Um, to find for anyone that wants to look the truth is out there yeah yeah and that was the thing with all the seven inches from like a prayer is like they all were a little bit different they were the album version but they were a little bit different sometimes they used a slightly different vocal take like um express yourself um at the very end you can hear madonna say you've got to make it like which is not in the album version but she has like that deep register growly voice when she's doing it um, and then like a prayer is slightly different to with the seven inch. Uh, so I think a lot of work and effort went into these releases. I feel like, um, for everything that was released off this record. Yeah. And cause you know, she was the biggest star in the world at that stage. So, yeah. you know, they were putting, they were throwing everything, you know, at Madonna, um, which, which was great. And, you know, because, and people were lapping it up. People were, were buying so much so i guess the record companies would have been very interested in getting every piece of pound (laughs) of flesh they could out of uh, us people who would spend all of our money right what isn't credited in the album um but madonna talked about it in a rolling stone interview is that prince plays rhythm guitar on keep it together um and of course as we've learned, we didn't really learn this till after he died, but a lot of people had suspicions that he was the guitar, the the gritty guitar player on Like a Prayer and in Act of Contrition. Um, it wasn't, well, I don't know, maybe, it, maybe you can correct me, but I just remember people not really acknowledging that that was Prince because he never got credit for those things oh, see, um, I just, until after I, I he just, passed. Yeah, I always thought... You know, that it was just everyone knew it and that it was just, yeah, he just didn't take credit because that's who he was. Right. Um, he did that for a yeah, lot of I, artists. Yeah, and I just I thought it just went without saying that he featured on, on certain tracks on the album. Yeah. But I thought it was great that, you know, even though he wasn't, I don't know if maybe Madonna was sending him other tracks that she was working on and said, oh, we'll see what you could do with this. And then he brought that back. Like, it it would be interesting to know if in his vaults, cause I've heard, I've been hearing a rumor for like years that he has his own version of like a prayer. And I would love to hear that. Oh yeah. That would be great. I'm not going to like it as more, but I would love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to the last uh, song on the album, but not the end of the album um, with Spanish eyes. And um, 
I will mention again, all I want to do is talk about Madonna podcast because I kind of never realized this until they talked about it, but Madonna opens up the, opens up the album with a religious track and then she closes it with like a, a religious type of track. And I just thought it was, I don't know. I, that kind of like, Oh, I guess, I guess she kind of does. Um, you know, if God exists, he'll come to me tonight with Spanish eyes. Yeah, I I at the time probably it was my least favorite at the time on the album, and now as an adult, I really love the song. I appreciated it so much more, and it's sort of it's gone up the list. Like when I was listening to it the other day, I was belting it out. <laughs> I I did not fit into her register, but I was still giving it a good red hot go. Um, but I just love the song, and I think it has some beautiful imagery. I think her vocals are stunning. In it yes, um, you know, there's a sense of vulnerability in in when she's very singing, much, um, and I just really adore that about this song. And you know, it's a really solid album track. And so many artists just throw whatever as album tracks, and Madonna's not one of those people. And just the album tracks on this album are exquisite. Yeah, and it's it's raspy Madonna, which I love when she yeah. sings the chorus. I love that. Um, I love that there's a Latin influence, which you know we we've heard before on La Isla and and Who's That Girl, where those are kind of like sister tracks. This one's more like a second cousin from you know across the way, but it's it's still got that like that that kind of Spanish feel with the Spanish guitar playing in there. Um, I would recommend again, if you're going to, if you want to learn more about this track, go to all I want to do is talk about Madonna and listen to this um, track with that episode for this song. Cause it's actually a really good one. And um, I, I, I don't know how I discovered it, but there is actually a cover on YouTube where this woman is singing it. And I can't recall if she's actually singing it all in Spanish or not, but she does an actual really good job singing the song. Um, so I might have to post that. So that you think is the end of the album. And then you see that there's another track called Active Contrition on there. And you're like, oh, it's another song. And you listen to it. And I remember when I originally heard it as a child, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I I am intrigued by it and I love it. And I love at the end how she goes what do you mean it's not on the computer like i just i love that i love hearing madonna shout i don't know (laughs) i have a reservation yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have a reservation and i love how it's like a play on words like it's um a reservation but also like i have a reservation to to see here to to get a table at a restaurant or to get into the gates of heaven like i and it's so you can interpret it the way you want um but it it kind of just feels like oh it's playing around in the studio and and this came out of me and that's what i love about it too yeah it's just it is it is batshit crazy um in all the good ways yeah and um if you i think there was it was either with like a prayer, the song or this one, where if you played it backwards, it supposedly said, I love Satan or I love the devil. Um, and you know, there was that whole thing in the eighties where everything was part of the occult and people were trying to accuse different artists of, of, you know, worshiping the devil and Madonna was one of them. Um, of but, course she was. <laughs> if you do play the track backwards, what you'll hear is the choir. What they're really singing is the 
just like a prayer, like that chorus um, of the song. And then it's just played backwards. Uh, And again, you hear Prince railing on the guitar, which is perfect. I I mean, I don't know. I just, I love listening to this. And if I listen to the album, I don't skip this ever. No, I I love it. Like I will actively go out and seek this song, you know, like I I enjoy listening to it. And, you know, it's not something I'd probably put onto a party. It's not for everyone. Uh, I think it's just, it's just for Madonna fans, I think. Um, Because everyone else would look at us and go, what? Um, but it, it's it's just a really great part of the album and it just finishes it with a wink and it says I know I've been really serious here but I'm also about you know a good time yeah and it's funny you said like people are like what is that because my partner um, he started listening to the the like a prayer remixes because he's like oh I've never heard these remixes before here let me play them and he was listening to them in the car or at work or something and Active Contrition is one of the tracks as part of the the thing that they put on streaming. And he comes home and he's like, so Active Contrition, what is that? Like what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm glad you're experiencing what I experienced when I was 11 years old. And I, you just have to embrace what it is. And it's just, a, it's just brilliance to me. Um, and he's like, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't understand why why is she screaming that <laughs> and and that's part of the thing you know again you know she has a joke and we're not in on what the joke means but that doesn't mean that it's not entertaining exactly yes sometimes it's like when you see when you see other people laughing it it's infectious so you just start laughing too you don't know what it is yes. or <laughs> yeah it, it is and you know and it's just part of her you know it's just that little sense of madness, which I think makes her even more endearing because she it doesn't she's not always perfect. Right. You know, she has these weird sides to her, which just are incredible. Like, yeah, she'll put songs like "I'm Going Bananas" on an album. Um, you know, not only just, put it on an album, she'll perform it on a tour that's not even supporting that album. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Oh, yes, she's insane. I need, and I I need more her. of that Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Um. Th- what I want to kind of sort of close with, I want to, I want to cover a couple of things too. And then I want to ask you something real quick. Um, there were two other tracks. Well, actually three, I believe there was a song that another song that she wrote with Prince called by alien means. Um, I'm not sure what truth truth is. That's always been rumors in the past, but um, that track has come to the light of day for, from like the Prince vault, but you hear no Madonna on it nor do you hear any Madonna influence on it. So I'm not sure of the, um, uh, of the validity of what that is, but she did have some demos that Pat Leonard ended up leaking, which was like a prayer demo, um, a cherished demo. And I believe an express yourself demo is out there too. Um, but there was another demo called angels with dirty faces and, um, to me, like musically, it sounds very who's that girl era, but I'm not, I can see why it wasn't put on the album because it doesn't sort of have, it doesn't fit. Like it doesn't have that, um, like it belongs here. Like it should live in the same house, like of like a prayer. Yeah. And I think for me, when I listened to it, uh, you know, I thought I could really do with the production. It's missing that really good production. And maybe right. that would have sent it over the edge to make it worthwhile but i listen to it and i go i like it but yeah i I, if i had to lose another track on the album 
I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> you know, because the enough. album to me is perfect as is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now the fact, because you, you imagine now people put more songs on albums and people have bonus tracks. You know, this would have fit perfectly uh, on the bonus edition of Like a Prayer. Um, the deluxe you know, edition. If you look at now, like Rebel Heart, there were like 3,000 songs on that album. Yeah. And there was the deluxe edition, the super yeah. deluxe edition. The Japanese edition. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the other songs was Just a Dream, which she ended up giving to Donna Delory. Um, which, and if you listen to the song, it has a very, um, it, it sounds very similar to Til, Till Death Do Us Part. And she's talked about this on the MLVC podcast and as well as Inside the Groove podcast. But um, I think she said something very similar where, yeah, if you do listen to it, it kind of has that that kind of like, dun, 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 like that kind of um, that sound to it. Uh, and when I listen to that song and that even has good production value, I can see why it wasn't included on the album, too. Yeah, again, and and you know it's it's upsetting for Donna that she didn't have the big hit that she probably deserved, but it's not one of her better better songs. You know, yeah, it's, you can see why Madonna passed on it or gave it away, right? Yeah, and but you know Donna sounds great. I, I really love the timbre in Donna's voice as she sings. She's she's got a lot of power, and you can see why. You know, she's a, a backing vocalist because she's a fantastic singer. But the song itself, you know, it's not to the caliber of of the songs from the Like a Prayer album, right? And I, I love hearing, I have the, uh, when they're doing rehearsals for Blonde Mission, and if, you, if you've heard that, I'm sure it's on YouTube, um, if you listen to Express Yourself, Donna Delory is like singing her ass off. Like, you can hear Donna Delory so loud and clear, and it's, I'm like, all right, all right, Donna, I hear you. Come, come through, Donna, come through. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Like a Prayer. It's it's my favorite album. I I still get like goosebumps just like thinking about what that time meant for me and I'm sure it's very similar for you. There's there's just like this very power and presence of that album and it's so personal and it's it's so different than anything Madonna did previously and so different than what she does after this. So I thank you for sharing this time with me. Um, I'll ask you real quickly if you have any final thoughts on Like a Prayer, and then I just want to ask you one follow-up question before we end. I think for me, yeah, it, it is such a special album, and, you know, it is my favourite album of time, an album that I could never get tired of listening to. It just for me, it is pop perfection, um, and just Madonna's work with, with Pat Leonard and, and Stephen Bray is exquisite and it just she was in such a creative part of her life here right now and it just you know it's such a treat for us that we got to hear that and that it was as big as it was uh you know and it proved why she's the queen of pop yeah and continues to be no one can and take continues that away to be no exactly <laughs> <laughs> um the last thing what i wanted to end it on is i i know you're a playwright and there was a play you wrote that i was reading the synopsis of is Everything I know, I learned from Madonna. And (laughs) you relate every important life moment of your, every important moment of your life to a Madonna lyric. So I want to ask you, is there a lyric within this album that you can share of how it maps to your life? Um, I think 
Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name and it feels like home. You know, Madonna is that voice for me. Um, you know what it is? Uh, it's going to sound almost blasphemic, but, um, you know, she is, uh, to a point, a religion to me. Um, you know, I, I love her and, and just followed her so extensively and, and her words have brought me comfort uh, over the years. And um, when I was a kid and felt that every person in the world hated me, I felt that Madonna loved me. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess, a lot of where it started. And the show actually does begin with the, the Like a Prayer lyrics. Yeah, that's what I would say. Well, that's I, that's very moving and touching to hear because it's 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 such a perfect ending to the show. Is um, feels like home. Yeah, that's that's what this album is. That's it what feels this like album home. feels like. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that other people get that, and I, I see other you know when I see on Twitter and and you know some of the young gays are like, oh, I don't understand how people love Like a Prayer as their favorite album, and like. You don't understand. <laughs> you didn't. You don't have you my there. experience. Yeah. yeah. Or people, you know, on you know, I'm a few years older than you, but people, you know, in that level of age bracket for us, you know, I guess as a teenager listening to like a prayer, particularly as a gay man, when it was so much harder to be gay, mm-hmm. um, you know, she spoke to us, you know, because we knew one, she loved the gays, um, and yeah, and just these lyrics meant so much, yeah. um, and her support meant so much, and her film clips and. Yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She was soothing and, and this album soothed. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I thank you, I Wayne. really look forward to releasing this. And um, again, like, I, I don't know, uh, I guess in you're going to have, oh, I was going to say good night, but it's night for me, but it's day for you. So good day. Yeah, it's two o'clock, Can in, I say two good o'clock day? in the afternoon. Good day. Yeah, you guys can't say it. Yeah, good day, mate. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Our accent is so hard to do. Yeah. Thank you for going on this emotional journey with me. Wayne was really fun to talk to, and I encourage you to go out and follow him on Instagram at Wayne B. Tonks. And I don't think I've ever promoted my Instagram on this podcast, so you can follow me on Instagram at Madonna Get Together. Wayne and I continued to chat after we were done recording. And we just talked about TV shows and other music artists and other things about Australia. And I will leave you with the rest of that conversation. I can't wait to release the next episode for you guys, which will be Madonna's most Broadway album ever uh, for I'm Breathless. Until then. Recently, my partner has started watching Kath and Kim. And just watching back episodes. So it'll just be playing in the background and I'll like poke my head in and then I'll, I'll I'll also get intrigued by it and say, well, and at first I was like, Hey, those, how, how are they mother and daughter? They look the same age. They are the same. (laughs) And they are. (laughs) I looked it up. I looked everything up and I'm like, who's guest starred on the show? And I'm like, Kylie Minogue. I want to see Kylie. Yeah. So we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, yeah, we got to the Kylie episode. It's Not good. Yet. It is good. Yes, because Kylie plays in a in a flash forward the daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. she plays Epony Ray, the daughter. Yeah. Oh, nice. Epony Ray, look at me, look at me. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And also yeah. in Australia, my other favorite artist is Tina Arena. Oh, 
Yes. So whenever I talk to someone from Australia, like if I've I've gone to like a work conference and they're like, "Yeah, I'm from Australia." I was like, "Hey, do you know Tina?" I don't I don't ask about Kylie. I don't ask about Nicole Kidman. I was like, "Yeah. Hey, do you know Tina Arena and the song Chains?" I because- I went to a record signing um for that album um at my local shopping center when oh my gosh. in 1994. And so I actually have my copy of that album Don't Ask is autographed. That's amazing. So to Wayne Love Tina. Oh. Um, well, yeah. I'm going to steal it yeah, from yeah. you so it so that you know, like it's still to me. That's it's got yeah. my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You probably you're going to have to come to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, yeah. She came to to my shopping center and um and and yeah, I I lined up for like an hour and met her for for ten seconds, but still it was worth yeah. it. You know. And she sings a song with um Donna Summer, like on a live. Yes. Yeah. Enough uh, is enough. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually. She's just announced she's about to be. Pl- she's going to be playing uh, in May in Sydney. Oh so my gosh. tickets are quite expensive, but I'm. I'm still thinking about whether I should go. So because I've. I've seen oh. her a number of times in concert. She is amazing. She's. A, I don't know how she still has the same voice, and she doesn't change the key. Like I've. Yeah. I've watched like YouTube performances. Um, like the one I think it was like five years ago at. Uh, I forget what award show, but it was with two other. Um, Australian oh, acts. Oh, the, the Arias. Yes, she's yeah. saying Jessica Malboy and the Veronica. Yes. yes. And I watch that performance like all the time and I'm like, oh my God, she looks amazing. And she's still singing the song in the same key. Like a lot yeah. of artists don't do that. Like even Whitney was starting to lower the key of her songs. And yeah. to hear Tina Arena still hit those notes, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah amazing. She's, she's, she's insane. So you've never seen her live? Well, no, because I'm in America and yeah. I'm... I'm- I, I live don't know whether she Rich, would have come and done Richmond. a concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So yeah, no, I've, I've seen her a number of times and she, um, yeah, I remember a concert and she, she came up in the middle of the floor in a, like a piano and was playing, I think it was Burn. She played and it was just incredible. Oh yeah. And I always found it, Je m'appelle Baghdad. Like, I don't know what that song's about, but I'm intrigued by the name of that song. Yeah. <laughs> My name yeah, is Baghdad. Okay. Her her French stuff isn't as big here in Australia. Um, but yeah, yeah. she was, she sort of did that little while she lived in France while she did a lot of French stuff. And so she didn't kind of have a hit here for a while, but right. then sort of came back home. I just love yeah. watching her in interviews and, and just seeing that she's just like so down to earth. And, and I don't know. She just, apparently she's like, she grew up being friends with um, Kylie and Danny. Well, they were Danny. Danny and her were on a TV show called Young Talent Time. Oh, uh, young, okay. Young kids singing on television. So, Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. So Danny was a, a star before Kylie was in Australia. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, because of the kids' show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of the kids' show. That but then sense. Kylie did Neighbors, and and crazy. Yeah, Kylie, another amazing, another amazing one. That's probably my favorite record that was released last year. Yes, yeah, yeah, <sighs> she's great. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much again. I, I want to stay in touch. Um, yeah, definitely. I I turned on your the live stream of your radio this morning because I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to his show before we meet, but failing to realize you're ahead of me. So you're like a day ahead of me. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Saturday there, not Friday, and you're only on on weekdays. <laughs> so I will catch you another time. Um, yeah, but I had a really yeah, great time. Well, thank you. You have a great night. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, you we'll too. Soon. Bye. Thanks, Wayne. All right, bye.